Friends, what makes a lure work? It's actually that it glitters. It catches the light. It mimics the behavior of something that the fish really wants. And almost automatically, it goes after it. And we need to learn. Because there are lures, and uh, in fact, we don't have time for all three. I'm going to concentrate on the third one. That's why I use the illustration of stuff, money. And we're going to learn a little bit about those inner cravings. What makes you hungry? Could be the smell, could be the sight, or just the rumbling of your tummy. But watch out when it's a spiritual temptation. There was a scorpion, an old fable. And he uh, came by trying to get across uh, a pond of water, his most uh, despicable enemy, the frog. But he figured out that he could get across because the frog's a good swimmer if he would sit on the frog's head. So he tried to convince the frog, let me ride on you and uh, we'll both be across the pond and we can enjoy uh, time. And uh, I'll go my way, you can go yours. The frog said, what do you think, I'm a fool? You're my enemy, and uh, a slight graze against your tail could kill me. What's to make me think that you won't sting me halfway across? Scorpion said, because I don't want to drown and die either. And here's the fable type thing. So the frog gives in, wants to make peace. The scorpion crawls on his head, they swim, and when they're at the deepest place, the scorpion strikes, and as he's numb and going down, he said, we're both going to die, and the scorpion said, yeah, I thought about that, but I'm a scorpion, I'm designed to sting, and that's what Satan does, he is a stinger. And you know, you can't buddy up to him. You can't go into temptation without knowing this strategy that he is going to build up to offering you stuff, things that don't have value. And he'll first make you doubt God, then he'll lie, and then he'll offer. So let's take a look at that offer a little closer. Thanks be to God for his protection in this text because as the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, all this I give you. Insightful. He caught it. Jesus owns it all already. So let's take some wisdom from the text and learn first, until we leave this earth, we will be attracted by its stuff. Satan knows and is often more successful as the pressure of the temptation increases. It's interesting that Jesus had already resisted two times. Why try a third? And this was blatant. But it shows Satan is not afraid of us. He'll try, not even afraid of Jesus. He'll try. And it's almost like you raise the ante. A person might never steal a nickel, a dollar, but a million bucks. Well, let's take a look then uh, at Scripture. Balaam resisted once, and it came back to him a second time he gave in. 
There was a, uh, a man of God. He was a, a man of the cloth. He resisted Jeroboam's challenge, but then as it increased, he gave in. Uh, Satan actually tries it on Job, and Job does not give in. What we see, however, is that there's a circumstance here, is that Satan proposes the more glaring sin of glitter. He offers all that is glitter. And parents know this because they know their children are going to fall into the trap. We try to warn against it. You know, like a, a dad who's helping his son buy a car, all the kid sees is the coolness of the car, not the rust underneath, right? My dad, uh, he, he wanted to go around and kick it, and I was afraid it would fall apart in front of him. Oh. So he declares his purpose and hopes to persuade by the greatness of the bride. Jesus wasn't fooled by the offer, was he? Of pleasure, of profit, or praise. And that's a characteristic of this kingdom. Pleasure, profit, and praise. It's kind of the big three. We all want it. And yet, by the word of the God, the sword of the Spirit, we have the ability to stand in the midst of these temptations. In Matthew 4, Satan uses three ifs. And the reason he does is to cast doubt right from the beginning. And with each one, it increases. If you will just bow down to me, I'll give it all to you. But it wasn't his. <laughs> it wasn't his to give. Uh, so... Jesus doesn't dispute him. He doesn't go back at him and argue. He goes right directly to the command of God. This is a lesson for us to learn. I teach it and I'm still learning it. I, I, I read this text and I think, why haven't you gotten smarter? Satan's temptations come at us from all angles, but one that's very strong is comfort in this world. Hmm. Stuff won't glitter very much when we see it for what it really is. It's just stuff. And when you realize it will not provide for you forgiveness or happiness, it will not make you the person that you want to be. The world cannot give you what only Jesus can give. And the Greek here is very illustrative of what God means. It, it, it says, be alert. Be wide awake. Be sober-minded, unintoxicated, because when you um, drink too much, you don't have very good judgment. And that is proven by the things that happen on the road when people uh, get into their cars and they shouldn't be driving. You know, our Greek word here is actually uh, kritaya for the word self-control. You know in Galatians, it's got that list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So today we are going to talk about how that self-control will help us. But it's different than you think because the word self is there. You think you have to muster self-control. Don't get caught in that lie either. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from inside. So why, after being warned about the devil's lies and lures, are we still attracted? Because we lack the kind of Christ control 
really is like Christ's esteem. It is in his being in our heart. The inner rule over sinful nature comes from outside us, not from within. So how do I get it? How do I increase and progress in this battle against sin? By turning to the word, it is written. Little three-year-old boy heard his mother say, don't get into the cookies. I'm saving them for the party. But you know, cookies smell good, and little boys can imagine what they taste like. So when she rounded the corner, uh, unexpectedly he was uh, holding a cookie in his mouth. It was already bitten. And she looked at him and said, what did you do? And he said, I just got up on the chair to smell the cookie and my tooth got caught in it. <laughs> oh. So until we see the solution, we'll try to control sin ourselves. And here it is. Jesus must rule us from within, deep within, not our own will. I guess that every one of us has failed here a lot. We keep uh, apologizing to God, I'm not strong enough. I just can't do it. And there's the secret. You have to go back and look at what Jesus did. And Jesus didn't even have the problem we have of, of sin nature. There's a couple of scriptures that are very uh, valuable. In Matthew 7, it says we are not able to do it ourselves because all kinds of sin erupt from within us. Do you remember that? Where does the sin come from? Deep within the human being, the sin nature. And in 2 Corinthians 10, he says, take captive everything to the voice or command of Jesus Christ. So in order to, to deal with Satan's strategy, and especially the offer of stuff, you have to go back to the word of God. It is written. You have to say no to the ungodliness of having something else be your God other than Jesus, the crucified and risen Lord. He alone is who you live for, to serve and to please. He has redeemed you and he has paid that price. You know, the problem is that pride goes before the fall, Proverbs 16, 18. It's a, a statement of daily wisdom and defense. And uh, when we think we've, uh, we're doing pretty good, be careful, because pride will slip in there. And when we keep our eyes on Jesus, then we depend on the gospel lesson. Listen to how he deals with this. All this I will give you if you bow down and worship me, Jesus said to him. Get away from me, Satan. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. There it is. It is written. And I'm going to ask that you uh, seek that kind of Christ control, self-control, on a, a kind of a monomic. It's patch 2G, and I'll give you those seven things. First, prayer. Prayer is powerful. As you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus didn't attend to Satan. He attended to his Lord, and he kept his eyes focused above. Go to God when you are being tempted and just linger in his presence. Secondly, Avoid, not just stand at the fence or lean over it, but get a big swath around it. You know that's good advice because your parents have taught you, your grandparents. Stay far from it and you will do much better. The third is be tuned in. Your attentiveness to the 
the attack is so much more important because if you're not attending to the temptation, you're likely to get caught unawares. You're like a fish that's sleeping and there goes the lure and you just automatically go after it. And then there's the contentment, C. Here's the key ingredient. Really in Philippians, you'll find it uh, kind of strong where he says, uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. I've learned the secret of contentment. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There's the control. Christ who gives me strength. You see, Jesus came into the world not just to forgive us, not just to go to the cross, but to make us new, to recreate us. And then there's humility, understanding how we walk in danger all the way. Philippians also will talk about godly thinking. Chapter 4, then he'll say, whatever's good, noble, admirable, lovely, praiseworthy, think about such things. Replace the old stuff of thinking with the new things of God. And finally, gospel reliance. Really, it is, it is there that we have nothing to fear is when we understand the gospel. It is given by the Holy Spirit, so pray that God gives you understanding. And it's very much, very much like what they teach in AA. Until you recognize the higher power within you, that will always fall apart. Your resistance will never be strong enough. And I admire those who dealt with their addiction by simply letting go and letting God. You see, finally, worship only God by listening only to his word. This will keep you uh, comfortable and confident, full of his grace and truth because Jesus is strong enough to defeat our enemy. In fact, he did then in our text, and he did at the cross. We are the victors. Amen. And we rise as we join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, you sought Adam and Eve in the garden. You called them into repentance. Seek us when we wander from your holy word. And give us contrite hearts to confess our sins and receive the forgiveness and restoration you promise us. Father in heaven, your son trampled the serpent serpent underfoot as prophesied. He freed us from sin and death by his own death on the cross. Protect and preserve all who are called to preach Christ and him crucified. Command your angels to guard them in all their ways and bear them up for the sake of Jesus. 
You created the home as a place where we are to be brought up in the ways of truth and goodness and mercy. Sustained parents in their sacred charge. You've established earthly authorities to punish evil and praise those who do good. Work on the hearts of our leaders so they act as your servants instead of servants of the world. Grant our rulers humble hearts to resist the allure of power and to worship you alone. Send your holy angels, almighty God, to protect and keep us in all uh, your ways, that no evil befalls us. We pray especially this week for Patrick uh, Feldhus, who is the pastor that we have called. Lord, he is a given servant, highly trained, and uh, like any of us, he battles with his own sin. We pray that you would help him to understand the gospel and proclaim it, whether it is there or here. But we need your gospel motivation. Send us a pastor, and perhaps it would be this pastor, to do the work among us that leads us closer to our Savior. Your son was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to suffer temptation for our sake. Strengthen us when we are tempted, and teach us to rely upon your word as our defense against the evil one. It is through Jesus, your son, our Lord, who defeated the devil in the desert and the sin on the cross. He defeated death from the grave. Amen. Amen.